Sometimes one of the biggest stumbling blocks to making progress in our business is finding the confidence to start something new, whether that's your business in general or something inside your business like a new marketing platform or trying a new market. So in this episode, number 217 of the Create and Thrive podcast, I want to talk about how you can work on finding the confidence to start. This episode is also available as a video over on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to check that out, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den to watch that right now. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name's Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full time in 2010. And since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers just like you create and grow successful handmade businesses. So are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. So many of my students say they are afraid of starting because they're afraid of making a mistake. They're afraid of failing. They're afraid of success even. And so they never even start. They spend years, if not decades, dreaming of this thing that they want to do, but never actually making it a reality. Why does this happen? Look, there are a lot of reasons why we might never start working on a dream, but a big one that I see over and over again is confidence or to put it more specifically, a lack of confidence. Now, a lack of confidence can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. You may lack confidence in your idea. You may lack confidence in yourself to actually follow through and get the work done. You may lack confidence in the market. You know, is there a market for this thing I want to make? Are there people out there who actually want to buy the thing that I create? And they may lack, you know, you may lack confidence in your situation, i.e., do I have enough time to do this? Um, will my job allow me or support me in doing this? Is this going to actually work out in my current situation? Do I have family commitments or other commitments that might be getting in my way? So there's lots of things that can be stumbling blocks when it comes to having enough confidence to get started. You've probably heard the saying, confidence breeds success, right? And it's true. The more confident you are, the more likely you are to kind of do the work and be successful. However, the converse is actually true as well. And that is that success breeds confidence. So the more times you feel successful or do something and are successful at it, the more confident you are at doing that thing. Like think about the last time you learned something new. How did you feel at the beginning? You probably felt a little bit scared. You probably felt a bit trepidatious. Um, When did that feeling change? It probably changed the first time you got it right and you did it well. Or maybe the second time or the fifth time or the tenth time. Whatever it may be, what you find is that the more often you do something and do it successfully, the more confident you are that you can do it successfully tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And the same thing comes with your business. If you're feeling a lack of confidence that you can actually make this happen, a lack of confidence that anyone will ever want to buy your work, a lack of confidence that you can never make money from doing this thing, the thing that will make all of the difference is actually doing it. You know, making a sale, getting into that market and having people compliment your work, whatever it might be, 
by actually putting yourself out there, you're way more likely to have a successful moment. And the more of those successful moments you have, the more confidence you'll have in your ability to do more of them. Most makers have never run a business before. And so they're afraid of starting because they're afraid of not doing it right. First of all, there is no doing it right. There is no one way to run a successful business. There's your way. Sure, there are general um, rules of thumb. For example, you know, you want to be making more money than you're spending eventually. Probably not the case in the first year necessarily. You know, general rules of thumb to what makes a successful business. However, the way you get there is your way, the way that works for you. What might make you know somebody else take a year to do, it might take you five years to do because of your situation. And isn't that better than never have starting at all? I think so. Envisage yourself like a little kid learning how to walk. It's the most cliched example, but it's cliched for a reason. If they gave up the first time they fell over, they would never learn. We would have never learned how to walk if we gave up the first time. It's the same with any other skill. And don't get me wrong, running a business is a skill that you can learn. It is not some magical ability that some people have and other people don't have. Yes, some people may be predisposed to certain personality um, types that make it easier to do certain aspects but not others. Like someone who's an extrovert, really good with customers and people might be terrible at bookkeeping or planning and vice versa. Like we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. And if we just focus on our weaknesses and let that hold us back, we'll never move forward. If a little kid just gave up when they fell over the first time, they never learned to walk. So I want you to repeat this after me. I will fail. I will fail. I will make mistakes. And that's not only okay, it's actually necessary to success. You will fail. In fact, you must fail in order to learn lessons, in order to learn what you need to do better next time. So it's the same in every part of life. It's mistakes and failure are completely integral to how we learn. They're a necessary part of the process. It's how you get feedback. It's how a lesson sticks in your mind. You know, it's why it's better if you do something than watch somebody else do it because it's more likely to stick in your mind. You will fail and that is a good thing. So if you're constantly holding yourself back because you're afraid of failure, you need to embrace that failure and realize that it's a normal and natural part of the process and a normal and natural part of the journey to success. You may think you lack courage. The fact of the matter is courage is something that we can develop, but it's also, it's not not feeling fear. Courage is feeling the fear and then doing the thing anyway. That's what courage is. Courageous people don't not feel the fear. They just push past it or embrace it and do the thing anyway. And that's what we all need to do if we were going to move forward. I like to think of courage like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. And confidence is very much the same thing. The more you um, succeed, the more confident you will become. So the more confident you are, the more likely you are to succeed. It's a nice upward spiral, right? So think of it that way. When you're like scared of doing the next thing or scared of starting, say to yourself, you know, I will fail, 
that's okay it's a normal part of the process and I have enough courage to feel the fear of failure and do the thing anyway do you want to learn how to sell more online I have a free video workshop just for you it's called the 10 essential keys to successfully sell handmade products online and it'll take you through the absolute key factors that will help you to unlock the door of successful online selling. To get access to it right now for free, head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash 10. That's createandthrive.com forward slash one zero. Another thing you need to do is stop looking outside of yourself for the courage to start. Stop relying on somebody else telling you it's okay or telling you it's the right time. Stop looking for, you know, the universe or divinity or whoever it might be that you believe in to tell you it's the right time. You're the only one who can decide it's the right time to start and you're the only one who can make it happen. Only you have the power to click that button and open your online shop or submit that application to that market. Nobody else can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. I want to give you an exercise. This is not an exercise I developed. This is an exercise um, from Tim Ferriss. It's called Fear Setting. And it's based on ancient Stoic philosophy, um, which is also, it's called the circle of control. So there's this idea that there is the small circle of things we can control, then there's a larger circle, which is our circle of concern. That's the things that we care about, but that we can't necessarily control. Inside our circle of concern, there is a smaller circle of control, and that's the only things that we have impact on. Um, It's much like the serenity prayer. So, you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's what this is all about. So this exercise is called Fear Setting. He has a really great YouTube video. I'll link to it in the comments below. Uh, that takes you through, it's a TED Talk actually, that takes you through this this series um, of steps to take. What you basically do is you write down all of your fears like on paper. Say, these are all the things that could go wrong if I do this thing, if I open this business. The second column is um, these are ways I can sort of mitigate this from happening or maybe prevent this from happening. And the last one is this is how I fix it. So, you know, if A happens, this is how I can actually come out of it okay. So three column fears, ways to prevent it, and ways to cope if it actually happens. And by doing that, you can mitigate your fears somewhat because you actually have a plan to deal with them if they do arise. And it also forces you to actually write them down and get clear on what the fears actually are. What are these fears that are actually holding you back? You might have a nebulous, you know, sort of sense of dread in your head. You might have a a vague idea of what it is, but by forcing you to sit down and actually write them out step by step, you're likely to actually get clear on what they are and how you can cope with them. Um, And then the last step of this is another chart. This is a really interesting one. It is what's the cost of not doing this thing in three, six, 12 months, two years, five years, 10 years. If I don't start, if I don't do A, start my handmade business, open my business in three, six, 12 months, three years, five years, what's the cost of not doing it? What's the cost of not trying? And you might actually discover that the cost 
is more terrifying than the fears of actually doing it. And that's the whole point is to realize that, hey, I'm going to let go of my dream. It's not going to happen. How would I feel about that and myself in five years time? Maybe it's time to push past the fears that I'm feeling about starting and do it anyway. I'll leave you with an exercise. Um, Imagine you're listening to this or you stumble across this uh, video or podcast in five years time. Again, you've watched it today and then in five years time, somehow you stumble across it again. How would you feel if you had never started? How will you feel if you're still dreaming about starting that business? Now, sit with that feeling for a minute and then flip the script. How do you think you'll feel if you have started that business within the first maybe three months after watching this video or listening to it? How will you feel in five years' time? Have an idea? How to, you know, think about the emotions that both of those possibilities bring up and that will help you to decide which way you need to go. Because if you think about you know, seeing this again or hearing this again in five years' time and go, kind of go, eh, whatever, then maybe you don't really want to start a business. Maybe it's not a burning desire and something that you really want to do. And that's okay. If that's the case, that's okay. But it's best to let it go and move on to something new rather than just hanging on to this sort of vague dream that maybe I want to make it happen. But by making that decision and finding the confidence to start, whether it's a business or something else, you'll build your confidence by having little successes and you'll build your successes through building your confidence. If you haven't already, please make sure to go have your say in the State of Handmade survey. It is a massive undertaking that I'm doing with my co-hosts over on the Business of Making podcast, Deb and Michaela, and our aim is to get as many makers as possible to share their stories, uh, share their experience with their business, and we've got about a 1,000 people who have already responded, which is fantastic, but we need as many as we can get because we really want to take the pulse of the handmade community. So it will only take five or ten minutes to do. Head on over to thestateofhandmade.com. Uh, and I should say entries. It's not a competition. It's a survey. <laughs> Submissions close on Valentine's Day, so February 14th. So please head on over to The State of Handmade and have your say. And even better, could you please share it with your community? Uh, share it in Facebook groups. Share it on Instagram. There are some images you can use. And we would really, really appreciate you helping us to get the word out there about it. Uh, we are going to be sharing the results of this with everybody we want you know we're not keeping this to ourselves we're curating this information and then we're going to be sharing it with everybody so you can get an idea of where you sit in the general handmade community and of course all of the uh, responses are completely anonymous as well so we don't ask you for any identifying information we just want the data about your experience with Uh, different platforms and how long you've been in business and some of the money stuff. So yeah, please do head on over to thestateofhandmade.com and have your say today and be part of this very big undertaking to gather as much data as we can about the handmade community. And that would be fantastic. 
fantastic. Thank you so much for listening to the show for another week. I appreciate you being here and trusting me to help you on your handmade business journey. I will be back again next week with another show. Until then, bye for now.